This is the story of the one. As head of maintenance at a concert hall, he knows the show must always go on. That's why he works behind the scenes, ensuring every light is working, the HVAC is humming, and his facility shines. With Granger's supplies and solutions for every challenge he faces, plus 24-7 customer support, his venue never misses a beat. Call quickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger, for the ones who get it done. Hey, have you ever used Cheapo Air? For years, and I really like it. With Cheapo Air, you can book online, use their app, or even over the phone. They've got great prices on over 500 airlines and millions of accommodations. They're my go-to for travel planning. And if you join their Club Miles program, you can earn points to save on the cost of your travel. Book on the app and you get double points. Sounds like it's time I tried Cheapo Air. Call Cheapo Air at 855-247-3279 or visit CheapoAir.com slash podcast. Yo, Pierre, you want to come out here? <laughs> In New York, I'm in Rock. Hiding in my socks. Running from an up. And I shoot at up. Hello, everybody. Recording live from somewhere. Lord have mercy. Lord have mercy. Hey, 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 now, it's the Midlife Surfer Podcast. Midlife Surfer Podcast. How the heck are you? Thank you for joining me. My name is Jeff. I'm a small wave lover. I'm a Craigslist scroller. I'm a 6'8 to 7'10. And now lately, 9'10. Mid-length to nose rider. Ripper. And I use that term ripper as facetiously as possible because I have not been ripping, but I have been evacuated. It's true. I'm broadcasting live. I'm actually inside of an evacuation zone. I returned to the evacuation zone, Santa Cruz, recording into my phone, by the way. So if I get a call, I'll just pause it, take the call. I'll be back at you. But yeah, there's, uh, there's a lot of fires in California right now. It's funny, you know, like I see, you know, hurricanes in the south, Florida, and they, they deal with it every year. And you think, why the hell would they move back there after their house is destroyed? But I mean, it's the same principle here, right? Same concept here. Fires raging in California. If my house burned down, I would rebuild. I have insurance and I'd move right back to that same damn spot. And I, I could be bro science, but I think, I don't think the same forest burns intensely like two summers straight i think it takes a long time for it to to heal and then um for lightning to strike and all the stars do align uh, for there to be another large-scale fire but what a year huh 2020 shelter in placing first we were supposed to stay in our house and now we're mandated to get the hell out of the house luckily enough we have some friends and we have some support and family and my wife and I ended up at a, a pretty nice uh, pad down in uh, south of us in Santa Cruz. And uh, I surfed like three straight days. I surfed Friday, Saturday, and Sunday. And uh, I had a good time. Went over to Capitola and surfed. Been on a longboarding kick. That's been pretty cool. I got a new fin for my 910 Michel Junot nose rider. It's a MD3. Mike, Mikey de Temple. From Rainbow Fins. I'm pretty sure it's just the Greeno 4A template. See any hipster with an egg or something. You got that Greeno 4A. I think it's like a the logo's kind of cool. It's like an airplane with it with jagged teeth or something. And um, this MD3 fin is a 
pretty similar template. I put a 10 and a half incher on my 910 log. Now this is a proper log, right? Like it's uh, the rails are not hard in the tail. It is for nose riding and I'm still holding fast to my goal to nose ride this summer, although the summer is expiring. Not that we would know all the days and the seasons uh, blend in with each other these days, but so it's not a great nose riding fin, but I just did it to liven it up a little bit. Maybe help me turn. I like turning. I like leaning, you know, pivoting, you know, you got to pivot a nose rider, point in the right direction and start walking. At least that's how I see the good ones do it. So, um, I switched out this big old Michelle Juno number 17 rainbow fin, nose riding fin for this, uh, flexi MD3 fin. And I think I know a difference. Have you ever switched fins? And you still can't tell a damn difference. That's it. That's kind of like golfing. You know, like I got a Pro V here. I got a Callaway in my hand here. Do you know the difference when you smack it? You know what I mean? I wonder if I'm the only one who has these kind of thoughts. I need to talk to, if you're listening, if you foil fins and you're listening or you have fin knowledge, uh, Instagram me, midlifesurferpodcast.com or rather Instagram.com. <laughs> Instagram dot who the if you're using Instagram on a laptop, I bet you're listening to CDs as well. No, Midlife Surfer Podcast is my Instagram handle. Direct message me, come at me, playa. Yeah, I came home. I'm in a I'm in a I'm in a, an evacuation zone. It's illegal to be doing what I'm doing right now. But I tell you what, the fire seems to be subsiding. It was at a distance, threatening enough to where. Santa Cruz sheriffs decided we had to get the hell out, so we did. Um, that was uh, that was last week, Thursday, and it was uh, it was red and it was ugly and smoky, and I'd never seen anything like that before. You grow up in California, you're not. Um, it's not foreign to see ashes falling from the sky onto your car or your umbrella out in the patio, but this time it felt different smelled different, smelled strong. And the ashes, it wasn't just ashes, ashes. They were charred pieces of wood, charred leaves, you know, like real fire debris floating from this fire into my yard. So I hosed down the roof real good. I ran the sprinklers a whole bunch and uh, got together some important stuff. Here's what I packed. Maybe I'm, maybe... And if you ever go through anything, you know, this is at least, this is what I did. I packed my checkbooks, packed all the credit cards, birth certificates, pink slips for cars, if you got any, <laughs> um, passports, pasaportes, um, you know, any cash you had, um, and then valuables, like the only really, hey, it's a surf podcast. You're damn right I packed my surfboards. I stacked all of them on top of my car. It was one of the first things I did when it was time to go. Because I want—I thought this was a good excuse to fuck off and go surfing. Which it was, Saturday and Sunday. So that was nice. <clears throat> um, what else did I keep? Oh, kid keepsakes. You know, like I have a four and a seven-year-old. They have beautiful artwork. I don't want to lose that. I pack that. I pack my Taylor guitar. I play uh, a Taylor 410 Kind of a middle tier acoustic Taylor guitars out of San Diego. San Diego. German for whale's vagina, as you know. Per Ron Burgundy. Pack that baby. 
What else did I pack? I had, my grandpa has some World War II memorabilia that I'm holding. And uh, he killed Nazis, and I'm fucking damn proud of it. And uh, that was one of the first things I thought of to grab as well. And then, you know, just personal keepsakes between my wife and I and stuff. But we packed relatively light. I packed, I don't know, two pairs of shorts. You don't know how long you're going to be gone. The kids were easy to pack. They only brought a couple toys. You know, we shared a house in the COVID era. We did a very un-PC thing, but we were being evacuated. So, please forgive me. But uh, we shared with uh, another neighbor's family uh, in our hood. We hang with them all the time anyway. So, their germs are our germs and we keep it pretty safe. But they have two kids that are my kid's age and they get along swimmingly. And um, I can't lie, man. We packed up the pilot packed up our other SUV. I, I enjoyed it. It was kind of fun. And you know why it was fun? Because we didn't have a fire breathing down our back. I mean, I was being proactive. I actually packed all them, the important stuff the night before because I was anticipating a warning to evacuate. And then eventually we got the warning. And uh, that's when it really was go time. We figured, yeah, it's coming. And, uh, and then we got the evacuation notice. And uh, so we're still evacuated. My wife and kids are at the beach right now with this uh, family that I mentioned. I needed to work. I was going to use a friend's office, but you know, the air is clear here. I'm looking at the fire maps. I snuck into my house. I ducked my car behind the garage door because I hear you can get sighted. The sheriff will uh, write you a ticket or who knows what they do. And so I'm hiding in my office right now working. It's now 4.43 p.m. And I thought I had a full day of productivity. I need to record a damn podcast. It's been too long. This is a solo session. I hope, you know, you go through the archives. I've had Jonathan Wayne Freeman, which by the way, he's going to come on again soon. Locust Surfboards, Tyler Hopkins. I thought that was a great, great conversation. Really cool, dude. Michelle Junot, Ryan Lynch, Timber Surf Co., Kendra Jordan, professional longboarding extraordinaire. Who else have I had? Hendrik Bonzio, Surf Stick out of Portugal. Anyway, go back in the archives. Check it out. Anthony Wittrata, we talked some Major League Baseball. I just got direct message from a guy named Damian Anderson in Australia. Damian, did you listen to the Major League Baseball preview? How many of you tuned out? I would not take offense. Because, what do you watch? Aussie rules football down there? You know, surfing, cricket? Baseball's an odd sport, and... Um, I think there's a little bit of a baseball scene in Australia, obviously in, in Korea and Japan and Latin American countries, it's big. And here in the USA, it's big too. But um, I was kind of impressed with how many people listen. I, I, I imagine a lot of them tuned out as we got into the, the baseball talk, although I tried to keep it fun. <clears throat> anyway, yeah, so I'm evacuated. Uh, I'm going to be leaving here in about an hour, sliding out of town again and going back to our... Uh, our new shelter in place. What a wild year. I enjoyed packing up and getting out of the house. It was a little exciting, but it wore off quickly. Um, after uh, the kids started wrecking the, the house that we uh, were gifted to stay in. Not wrecking it, but making it dirty and running around. And, you know, life just comes at you and it's not exciting anymore. And now we got to feed the kids and we got to put them to bed. And what are we going to do tomorrow? And blah, 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 blah. 
I'm not feeling sorry for myself, though. I'm a blessed man. I really am. And I think it's a good thing to count your own blessings in your own life, too. Um, I get down often, but anytime I do, you just even if it's something as simple as clean water coming out of a faucet, I mean, you know, you're a one percenter in that respect. So there's a lot of things to be grateful for. I didn't have any spiritual epiphanies. I'm not traumatized. Kind of stressed. I want to get all my shit back in my house, but is what it is. Yeah, I surfed. I took out my friend's longboard. So we housed uh, with my buddy and his family. In, in, um, I grabbed one of his boards too as I was heading out of, out of the hood. And um, I grabbed a, a Doug Hout. Have you ever heard of Doug Hout? Hout surfboards. He's, um, at least in Santa Cruz, he's legendary. He's an older fella. He's been doing it for many, many years. I bet he's been shaping like 50 years or something like that. But this was a high-performance longboard. And I know it's not cool to ride a high-performance longboard right now these days, right? It's like the aesthetic isn't as pretty. You know, if you're going off the top and getting vertical and all that stuff, you might as well be on a shortboard. But I tell you what, this thing was 9 feet long, 22 and a half wide, 3 inches thick. You know, compared to my big old 910, it felt like <laughs> it had to be about 10 to 15 liters less volume. I took it out of Capitola. It was high tide. It was in the middle of the day. It was Saturday. So what does that mean? That means lots of soft tops, lots of kids, lots of parents, lots of people coming down from Silicon Valley, trying surfing out. Everybody's surfing these days. Everyone's doing something recreationally because of COVID. No one's going on vacation. And uh, so they're taking up things like surfing. And while I'm annoyed at it, I certainly can't blame them because I just took up surfing about eight years ago. One dude, though, I got to say, one dude had... <laughs> there's some really kooky giveaways. And some are more um, evident than others. One easy thing to fix is to keep your legs together. Keep your ankles in close proximity with each other. Either crisscross them or just put them next to each other. Squeeze your butt cheeks. Keep your legs centered down the rail of the board. That helps you paddle faster, and it's just a more competent way to lay on your board. Dead giveaways. You've, if you got those legs splayed out, um, I don't. I don't respect you. <laughs> uh, I didn't respect many people in that lineup that day, but that's okay. They were kids. Everybody was having fun. This guy had a bonnet on, but it was like a hat. It looked like kind of like a, a padded wetsuit hat. <laughs> it was blue. Oh, God, it was corny looking. And um, look at me. I, I, I'm totally aware that I'm judging other surfers in the lineup now, which um, I'm certain, you know, legit, if I paddled out to the lane or something on a six-foot day, I'm, I'd, I'd be judged too. You know, I'm low intermediate. That's what I've designated myself. And I like making fun of people in my head to myself. I have a commentary where I look at people and I make fun of them. But I love everybody. I'm a nice guy, but... Um, don't wear a blue bonnet in the damn lineup. This guy also had webbed gloves. Yeah, baby. Webbed gloves. If you've ever worn that in the water, punch yourself in the forehead right now. Just just for effect, I slam my I slam my letter opener down on the desk. Anyway, that was kind of fun. But um, because everyone was a beginner, you know, I was out there with my buddy uh, and we were surfing and he went inside to hang with his family on the beach. And I was, I'm going to hang out here another half hour or so. My buddy's probably about the same level surfer as I am. There's a couple other 
good longboarders that left the water. I looked around. It was me and like 12 other people. It was two cute kids too. They're like 13. And I just listened to their talk to each other. One was obsessed with getting barrels, but granted it was a really mushy. The tide was like five feet now. <laughs> it was, it was slim pickings. And, uh, and just listening to their commentary was great. I wonder, I want to surf this one. My five ten, dude. I, I almost got barreled that time. I just having a couple sons myself and then, uh, be, formerly being a young boy, I, uh, I just get a kick out of two kids, uh, talking to each other about that stuff. It's what it's all about. Uh, I get a kick out of that. Uh, they were cool, but I did not give them, I mean, if there's a set wave coming, I looked around, I realized very rarely, are you the best surfer in the lineup? Maybe you are, but I rarely am. And I was the best surfer in the lineup. So I thought, well, what the hell? I'm going to do what the best surfer in the lineup is supposed to do. I'm taking the best damn waves. And I did. And I liked this Hout class. I think it's called like his Hout Signature Classic Model. I'll post it on Instagram um, as a companion to this podcast. It was really nimble. And I was practicing doing this takeoff where I fade. You know that fade takeoff? So the wave's going right. And I take off to the left. And then once you get to the bottom of the wave, you dig that rail and just do a really fun bottom turn. And this board was really projecting out of that turn to the top third of the wave where I straighten out, you know, you kind of stand tall and proud with with your feet, you know, close together, kind of looking cool. And then get low again and do another bottom turn and then turn back into the to the mush and then go down the line a little bit further. That's, it, was, it was a revelation, in fact. I never surfed like a high-performance longboard. I think they're corny. I think they're kind of hard on the eye. Like high-performance longboarding is kind of lame compared to, say, Devin Howard on a nose rider. But for a 38-year-old midlife surfer such as myself, it's pretty fucking fun. I can't lie. And it had me thinking. I'll never buy me a Firewire, but it had me thinking about going and getting an EPS high-performance longboard. But... I'm not going to do that because I have a new board coming. It's ready. Remember Ryan Lynch, Timber Surf Co.? I have myself a 6'2 Simmons. I can't lie. I mean, he only sent me pictures. I was going to pick it up, but then we were evacuated and it just never worked out. So it's sitting there in a shop waiting for me to grab it. And I'd hopefully I want to catch Ryan and talk to him about the design. It's, it's not the sexiest looking shape. I mean, Simmons shape. It's kind of an ugly shape. Big ass tail. So it's like a plank, like an ironing board, kind of. But it looks really functional, and it kind of looks like a mini longboard. And for me, who am I kidding? I'm not going off the top. I'm not doing any roundhouse cutbacks and stuff. I want to go fast and straight. It is a twin fin, and I understand twin fins are a little slippery. Never ridden a twin fin. If you have any advice on a twin fin or your experiences with it, I'd love to hear that kind of feedback. Similarly, have you ever put a big ass flex fin on your nose rider? Like I'm talking a proper nose rider with the with the soft rails in the tail. You know, not that big pivot fin, which it's supposed to be ridden with, but I put that flex on it. And uh I don't know, verdict's still out, but I caught waves. I've had fun on it too. Any of that kind of feedback I like. I love your feedback. I mentioned uh Damien Anderson out of Australia. He uh, wrote me, hey, bud, big fan. Keep doing what you're doing. Would love more post-surf commentary. Love hearing about your sessions. Haven't been able to surf since March. Is that a COVID thing? How come you haven't surfed since March? That was was five months ago. Anyway, just wanted to say hi and say thanks for the surf content injection. I told him thank you, and he wrote me. I asked him where he lived. He says, I live in in regional Victoria in Australia. 
It's around an hour from Bell's Beach, if that helps. Hope you're not affected by the fires near you, which I am, but it's all good. Another gentleman, Slowmo Cali on Instagram, wrote me, said he's not, it's nice to hear surf talk beside high-performance surfing, which I'll never do. And God bless you, Slowmo Cali. I could totally relate. I will, um, in my head, I think I'm doing high-performance stuff, but, dude, I'm not. When I went to Mexico a couple months back, there was some video of me surfing some waves. My buddy Eric, you, you know Eric, Midlife Pizza. He's, you got to post that on Instagram. It's like, fuck no. I showed it to my wife and she was, <laughs> she, she wasn't like, wow, honey, that's excellent. You look so sexy out there. No, she was like, you, you seem to, you stay really low on the wave. And I just look stupid out there. But I thought I was ripping, you know what I mean? Don't ever watch yourself surf on video unless you're, unless you're a hot shot. <clears throat> Let's see. Cousin Mike out of Fresno. Cousin Mike left me a review on the Apple Podcast app, right? If you, leave, if you rate and review me, you can give me one star if you want. I don't care. Rate and review. I think it helps the algorithmic magic of getting my podcast a little more exposure. And then after you leave a review... Find me, you could, you could shoot me an email at jeff at midlifesurfer.com or you know, on Instagram and I will send you uh, some wax. I'm going to get you waxed. I also went to Tahoe last month. It's been a while since I talked to you, I know. Life happens, man. I, I was on such a tear with this podcast, but um, sometimes you just can't get to the damn thing. But I was in Tahoe and I did some stand-up paddle boarding. I have like, a, I bought it last year, a couple years ago. It's, a, <laughs> it's extreme. It's a Laird Hamilton Pearson Arrow Surf Tech. You got to drink Mountain Dew before you hop on it. It's like 12 feet long. It's so floaty. I get both boys on it. Anyway, I paddled a lot. And that's a really fun way to practice cross-stepping. Like ditch your paddle, pop up like you're surfing, and stand still in the water and start your cross-steps. And it did help me. In fact, last time I went surfing on my, uh, my 910, my Junot Ron, I actually busted out some, some cross-steps. I even stepped backwards a couple times, which is a, which is a big deal for me. Dude, if you're a hard, if you're like a competent surfer, and you must just puke when you listen to this, you better you better tune out now. So uh, one thing about stand up paddling, which is funny, uh, I had this thought, this notion, and, and tell me if you've ever had it. Like you launch it from the beach, you know? I run on it, I, I you know, I push in the water, I jump out on my knees, and then I pop on my feet, and you start paddling, and immediately you want to look. Like, I do it once a year on this paddleboard. I've never taken it out to the ocean. I do not like surfing with stand up paddleboarders. I mean, you know, I'll be, we could be nice and we could be friends and stuff, but it's not my forte. But um, in my experience, the stand-up paddleboarders take a lot of waves because they can. It sucks. But you paddle out on it and, you know, like there's someone on a boat or, you know, someone on a kayak. And in my head, I'm like, just don't fall, dude. And not only don't fall, look natural, like look cool. Like, yeah, dude, I paddle, stand-up paddle all the time. I do it once a year in Tahoe, but... I'm natural at it. It's like easy. What's going on? Yeah. What's up? Yeah. What's up? And like, you just don't want to eat shit on that board. And, um, I don't really eat shit on it anymore, but like the first time we took it out all week long, I, I had some embarrassing falls on it. But, um, do you ever try to look cool on a stand up paddle board? Is that not an oxymoron looking cool on a stand up paddle board? Good for cross stepping though. And I don't know if I mentioned this, but I bought a six, six, Catch Surf Skipper a couple months ago. That's a soft top. My little Joe, who has been a puss so far, getting out into the water. 
he paddled on that thing in Tahoe so far into the, the little marina there and back. And he, he paddled butterfly style, not like left, right, left, right. But he just with both arms at the same time. But, you know, he adjusted his body so the board planed well. You know, the nose is just like, you know, an inch above the water. And, and it gave him so much confidence that we went to the beach a couple weeks ago when it was balls ass hot. It was 100 degrees in Santa Cruz. Usually people think of Santa Cruz as a cold water spot. I guess it is. I've never really been too cold in the water. We were in board shorts. This little boy wants to, he, he went out and he actually surfed. I'm not kidding. He paddled out and tried to paddle into waves. He ate it a couple times. And then little Dano did it too, my four-year-old, on the same board. So I recommend getting a soft top. And my wife, who never wants to surf, we had a, uh, we were with a, another a group of friends and they had another soft top that she borrowed. It's a 6.5 round nose, lost round nose fish, catch surf. Gotta say, I like the round nose fish design and the feel of that board better than my uh, 6.6 skipper. It feels stiffer and I think it has a little more volume, but I was on the yellow thing and uh, my wife was giving it a go <laughs> on beach break uh, and it was not big. It was probably one to two feet. And, um, and she was really trying, like she did that thing where, you know, you purl it, you know, you know, like you purl the board and your board shoots in the air and then you disappear underwater and everyone's like, Ooh, you're going to come up or not. She did that a couple times, but told me she was going for it. And she was just in a bikini out there. And it was, uh, it was, it was kind of hot. Can't lie. It was nice though. It was fun. So all the kids surfed together. I'm going to get, uh, you remember Jason, you know, if you go back and listen to my Baja episode, I had my surf bro, Jason on who traveled with us and he's a real, um, I don't want to say esoteric, but he's a critical of boards and he's, he's, he's opinionated about boards and board design and board reviews. I need to get him on again soon. I want to do like a little soft top review, you know? He has like a wave, ugh, I hate the wave storms. But he had a wave storm, he's got the catch surfs and, uh, and we had a good time. Yeah, it was 100 plus degrees in Santa Cruz. I think that's when these fires started. Uh, really hot conditions, lightning strike. Nothing like the sweet relief of like a $29 fan you got at Costco upon your face in hot weather. It's a subtle pleasure. Again, make a list of what you're grateful for. That's another one I'm going to write down right now. What else can I tell you? I think that's my show. Yeah, that's it. I just wanted to say hi to you. I love you for listening. I'm going to have... Um, I'm going to get back on the horse, I promise. I got plans to get in front of some more shapers. And, you know, if anything, maybe I'll just blabber into my phone about my midlife surfing experiences because um, I think a lot of you are out there listening and I think a lot of you are in my shoes as well too. And it's such a fun sport and I almost wish I never ex discovered it because it's freaking addictive as hell. And I think about it all the time. I'm at the 25-minute mark. I think that's cool, right? This was an emergency fire evacuation podcast. Come follow me at Midlife Surfer Podcast. Um, let's talk on Instagram. If you have a surf-related product you wanted to talk about, if you make boards, Andy Keenan, I know you're out there in Cornwall, out in the UK. You make wooden boards. Let's do it, man. Let's talk. You know, I, I, there's there's people that, that we that I talk to on, on on Instagram, and you don't. I don't, I'm not out there to talk to celebs and stuff. I just want to talk to some uh, some surfers about surfing. So anyway, thanks for tuning in. I'm going to get back at you shortly, maybe next week. And if so, 
I'll see you then. Be good to each other. God bless you. Go get some good waves. And peace. 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 And I'm on the block. Hello? And I'm on the block. In New York, I'm in rock. Hiding in my sock. Hiding in my sock. Selling every rock. This every rock, uh, running from the cop, uh, shooting at the ops. You know this is the story of the one. As head of maintenance at a concert hall, he knows the show must always go on. That's why he works behind the scenes, ensuring every light is working, the HVAC is humming, and his facility shines. With Granger's supplies and solutions for every challenge he faces, plus 24-7 customer support, his venue never misses a beat. Call quickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger, for the ones who get it done. Hey, have you ever used Cheapo Air? For years, and I really like it. With Cheapo Air, you can book online, use their app, or even over the phone. They've got great prices on over 500 airlines and millions of accommodations. They're my go-to for travel planning. And if you join their Club Miles program, you can earn points to save on the cost of your travel. Book on the app and you get double points. Sounds like it's time I tried Cheapo Air. Call Cheapo Air at 855-247-3279 or visit CheapoAir.com slash podcast.